Welcome everybody to the Bakery Bears radio show. My name's Ke- Oh no. My name's Dan. <laughs> My name's Kay, I think. It's Dan's not sure. It's because I was looking straight at her and I wasn't thinking straight. Can you believe it? It's our hundredth show. Is it really? Yes. I didn't know that. You didn't a, tell me. It's a surprise. Wow. A hundred. Yes. I do you might like That's bonkers. to go live on the show. Gosh, I would have said it was like 20 or something. Gosh, well, that's a good sign. It's <laughs> yeah. a really good sign. And first of all, a big thank you to all the long-term listeners. We, we, it's been an interesting show because th- th- there's a very sort of loyal crew mm. of followers who mm. listen to every show. And, you know, that's really, really sweet. And we see lots of messages saying how much you appreciate the varied nature and how much you've learnt from the show. Mm. And, you know, that's it, it's very inspirational for us and it, it keeps us, you know, d- doing it. And so thank you all so much. And today what we thought we would do, over the course of this show, but also our video show, we have quite regularly got asked questions about me and Kay, e.g. we spend a lot of time together mm. and... How do we? We do. How do we manage? <laughs> how do we manage it? Now we've touched on it probably twice in the radio show. We never really touch on it in our video show because our video show is not about that. It's about no. you know it's very focused on knitting. It's yeah. focused on cooking. Yeah. Yarn dyeing and history, and this is the show really which you know gives us the opportunity to delve into interesting subjects about us. We've already covered when we met, which was very lovely. Yes. And We've talked, I think we did one. We've talked. We've talked once before. Talking. I think it was probably around Valentine's Day about. I always want to smile. I don't know whether it's English. Love. Yeah, it's not very English, is it, to talk about emotions? No, we're, we're, and we're not going to talk about emotions today, so fear not. Don't worry, there's going to be no sobbing. No. Although, have I sobbed before on a radio show? I don't think so. No, no, I don't think so no. either. That's good. Because today we're going to talk about probably one of the most interesting things in our, I think it is the most interesting thing in our relationship, is shared interests. Mm. It's because it, neither of us came into our relationship expecting to find shared interests. No. But over the course of our relationship, we found Loads, a, a yeah, huge yeah. amount of shared yeah, interests. Yeah. And I think what was so interesting is from the very first, the very earliest point in our relationship, we found out that there were things that we were both interested in. Mm. And that's when you can sort of start talking, can't you, about it's meant to be. Because, mm. <laughs> you know, if you like the look of each other and you like talking to each other... yeah. And then you start finding out you've got things in common. That's yeah. when it's like, whoa, this is great. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about our sort of early shared interests. And then we're going to talk lots about our new shared interests. And also as well, I think it might be interesting because I've been thinking about this. How do you develop a shared mm, interest? Mm. So without further ado. Let's get out. Let's get out for a lovely walk. So we're off on what is a surprisingly calm day after the oh days that gosh. we've had. The weather has just been horrendous. I know. Two storms back to back. Two, literally, we had one storm. What's that about? Oh, I don't know, one overnight and into the next day. And then we had a break of a day. And then there was another storm. Which again hit in the night. In the night. So really recall. high winds. Do you lots re- of rain. Can't sleep because of the noise. Oh, gosh. And then that... that that time, I mean, I know it's only one other time, 
but that really bad storm oh, about two awful. three years ago where that it's was like awful. 80 mile an hour two winds years ago, that was in the night too it was and i do st- I and think... we literally didn't sleep all night that night we stayed up didn't we because we just thought there's no point well, we would <laughs> we would have slept but we our, daughter, have slept. our daughter Brady came and stole our bed because it was the, the wind was blowing on her side of our house and yeah. so it was really bad in her room. It was really bad. So I, I she went, went in our bed and I was going to stay with her in our bed, but I just couldn't. I could well, it's, I went there. down. You heard me go downstairs, didn't you? I did, yeah. Dan yeah. was, you were supposed to be in Bryony's bed to try and sleep. And then I heard like... you go downstairs and I'm like, oh, I'm awake anyway. I'll go downstairs. So we ended up just sitting on the sofa with some blankets <laughs> watching films <laughs> because... You know what films it was. We watched Solo, didn't we? No. Oh. We watched the Hallmark film that set... We were watching this Hallmark film and we are like, there's hardly anybody there. Oh. And we're like, this looks weird. Yeah, and so we looked yeah, it up yeah. and it was set, set... in a museum That's or right. something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it was a good... Like a farming museum or something or other. With regret, I can't remember the title of the no, film. No, I can't. But... It was pretty dreadful. And... and the, the really interesting thing is it made the evening memorable or the well, morning it certainly did well yeah the whole blooming night was it yesterday i came to meet you walking no Dave. well yesterday you did yes but i, I walked past your walking friend oh uh, did you yeah i saw him too actually so did you? yeah must have been the other way well he was just coming through this this skinny bridge here Oh, maybe I didn't see him yesterday. Maybe it was the day before right. then, because I saw him coming through here. Must have been the day before. And you hadn't seen him for a while, had you? Because no, I hadn't, because they've closed the stupid skinny bridge over yeah. the other side. I think he must have changed his route. Well, yeah. we had to, because you can't obviously go through there. So. Yeah, six months it's going to be, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's too? an absolute pain. You mentioned that on the live show, I think. Yeah, this whole thing with the railway is a complete waste of time and money. Anyway. So shared interest then, what do you recall our being? What do you recall? From early on? Yeah, uh, how do you say this? What do you recall our first shared interest being? Oh, I got there gosh, in the end. that's going back some time, isn't it? Maybe Egypt? Yes. Yeah. That is definitely what it was. I mean, I don't know how. I think we've it, both been. Mm. And we'd both been on a river cruise, so yep. we'd both effectively done the same cruise because they tend to cover the same things, don't they? Yeah. So, yeah, I, we must have talked a lot about loving Egypt and what it was like when we were there because we were there only a year or two apart, weren't we? Yes. I think I was there first. Yes. And then yours was like the following year or the year after? Yes. So really similar experiences. I think you, you're definitely right that that came up very early on. And yeah. I suspect it's probably when we moved in because I brought a thing from oh, Egypt. Oh, that's right, yeah. We've those... still got that on the shelf. Yeah. Like uh, a little statue thing. I actually remember buying it. I remember being at this 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 market yeah. it was a, it, on an evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remember how, I mean, you know, I'm sorry that this is the British way. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> um, but hag- haggling is just not in our... No, we d- I don't haggle. We don't haggle. Don't do that. No. How much is it? It's this much. Fine, here you go. Like, That's it. Yeah, I know. And I just remember that the guide 
who was like with us the whole time. She yeah. was on the on the cruise as well. Was saying you've got to haggle, otherwise, it, you know, they'll be insulted. Gosh, and, I, I couldn't do it. No, I didn't really it's like. Just it. not in not in my nature to do that. I don't like it either. I just don't enjoy it. What was quite funny was at this particular market. I was there because we both went with other partners because we hadn't yeah. met at the time. No. And uh, at this particular market, at the same place where I bought this thing from, I'm assuming the guy was joking, but he offered me two camels for the woman that I was with. <laughs> I'm going to say, he didn't That's look like he was joking. That's a actually. <laughs> he didn't look like he was joking at all, but no. uh, I did sort of laugh <laughs> and walk away. In hindsight. But th yeah. that... I mean, it's so interesting that that has been, I would say, that the sort of underlying, one of the underlying narratives throughout our relationship. It has. We're we often talk now. about it. Yes. yes, yeah. I mean, we often talk about Egypt and the history of it, and we've watched so many programmes, haven't we, on it? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I would say, actually, that you, you probably even, I mean, gosh, I love history, as anyone who's listened to this show a long time will know, but I would say you probably. I've probably read more on Egypt. Yeah, I've probably You've watched, watched more. more. I go yeah. through phases of getting completely obsessed by it. It's when you wanting to find out, you know, like about the pyramids, I went through a phase of really looking into everybody who'd given theories about how they were built, because nobody knows. The really um, interesting thing about Egypt is, I think that once you scratch the surface and the pyramids is such an easy way in, there's so yeah. many things yeah, yeah. which you could be like, Wow. Yeah. I mean, for example, like the, the they would, there's prescriptions. I remember going to a temple and there was medical prescriptions yeah, yeah. on the wall. They I mean, were really, really, really advanced yeah. medically. In so many Things ways. That, they used to do brain surgery and all sorts. I mean, it's just crazy. Amazing. So definitely... Egypt was an, uh, an early one, another early one, I would say, shared interest. And I'm sure this is similar with a lot of people, but I do think that it is. You're either fascinated by it or you're not, but I remember very early on having conversations with you about the whole JFK thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because then I, I remember your, your brother then buying me for my birthday, probably, we've probably been together a couple of years. Yeah. And I remember him coming round yeah, do you know what? I think it was the first year we were living together. Right. He came round and he bought me Crossfire by Jim Mars. Did he really? Yeah. I didn't know he'd bought you that. He did. Which is still... On the shelf. Pride of place on my bookshelf. Mm. Along with, with many others. Mm. And was it JFK, the film, that got you into that? Yeah, I'd say so. I think it probably did a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I think what's quite interesting is I listen to a lot of historical podcasts and I know that Dominic Sandbrook, who's one of the presenters of The Rest is History, yeah. what got him into history was seeing that film when he was about 18. Right. And it, it, it does sort of pose so many fascinating questions. It does, it and does. Again, that's been, you know... A bit like the sort of Egyptian programs. Yeah. You stick an Egyptian program on and we're always going to be hooked. Yeah, yeah. Similarly, you stick on either the, well, the movie JFK or any film yeah. that's got anything to do. Yeah, documentary or yes. anything, yeah. Yes. I've just actually listened to 
a documentary series, a podcast documentary series by uh, Rob Reiner on JFK. Yeah. And that was that was really brilliant. Actually, it got quite a lot of criticism because there was a lot of adverts. Right. But when you're listening to something for free... True. <laughs> you, you, yeah. Things don't get made for nothing. No. And it is funny, isn't it, how we live in a world now where so many people... And I'm as guilty mm-hmm. of, of this. Nobody <laughs> likes ads, do they? No, nobody likes ads. But if you're listening to it for free, I've not got a problem. Yeah. If there's some ads... I mean, do you... Not really, no. I'm kind of used to it now. I just skip them as soon as you can. Quite often you can't. But as soon as I can, I just skip it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and actually you can just do that on audio ones. Oh, right. I don't know on audio ones. You just jump forward. Um, right. You know, by 30 seconds. But, you know, if I'm listening to something and it's good quality and I haven't paid for it, yeah. It, it, you don't get anything for nothing. No. And so if it's got ads on it, it's got ads on it so that that, that programme got made. Yeah. So you, you, forgetting about the ads, the programme itself was really good. You really, I think you really enjoy it, to yeah. be honest, because they're not long. They're not, like, really complicated. It's laid out in a very sort of straightforward and easy-to-understand mm. format, and it was just brilliant. But yeah, I would say probably every two or three years we watch JFK. We do, yeah, we do. It's a tremendous film. And I've just read quite a lot of, and Dan's just actually got the physical book. Yeah. It's called The Final Witness by Paul Landis. Landis. Yeah. And he was a Secret Service agent on the detail. He was was there, you know, and... I mean, it's an amazing story. A lot of you have probably heard this. Because yeah. it was in the news a lot recently. Yeah. But basically, the, the magic bullet theory that goes around all centres around this bullet that was found on the stretcher. Yeah. Um, and they were all like, oh, yeah, this bullet did this, did this, turned right, did this, went through this man... It's all ridiculous, obviously. But then came out, and there's the bullet, (laughs) right? This pristine bullet. Um, Anyway, Paul Landis, who had been severely traumatised by the events and hadn't watched anything about it or read anything about it for decades, someone... I think it was, he went, he went to a retired, a police chief who was retiring, he went to his retirement and this police chief gave him a book about it. Yeah. And eventually he thought, oh, I'll have a look at it. And he realised from reading this book that it, it was wrong. He was the one, he found a bullet yeah. on the back seat yeah. in the car yeah. where Kennedy was shot. He found this bullet. Yeah. And in all of the sort of melee that was going on, he was worried yeah. that this evidence was going to go missing. Yeah. So he, when he followed everybody into the hospital, he thought, right, I'll put it on the stretcher yeah. with the president. Yeah. And that's what he did. Yeah. So he, it was him who put the bullet on the stretcher. Yeah, it didn't drop out. It didn't drop out of, of the body or anything like that. So it completely blows the single magic bullet theory out of the water, yeah. right? So in my mind, that's like saying, well, this proves that it wasn't a lone gunman. Well, yeah. But nothing it... seems to have happened 
Um, since the book, I haven't read anything that like, you know, another investigation's been opened or, or the reopening it or whatever. Well, the thing um, is though, that the, the, I think it was either, I'm pretty sure it was the last official investigation did conclude. That it wasn't a lone gunman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was either done in, in the 70s or the 80s. They concluded that there was there was some me, sort of conspiracy just, going on. To me, it's just common sense oh, that it can't possibly have been a lone gunman. All you've got to do is watch this Bruder film and see the direction that Kennedy went. He's, you know, the way they horrendous. I'm not recommending you watch it, but if you have seen it, the way that his body moved. What is going on? You can see something weird going on in the park. But you can see that he was hit from a certain direction and he was hit from the front. Can you hear the music, everybody? There's, there's like... There's something weird going on. There's like lights, flashing lights, shouting, two men trying to... It's not very peaceful, is it? There's some kind of fitness thing going on. Yeah, in but the it's park. just two dudes. We actually went the wrong way. Uh, which way were we supposed to go? We were supposed to go down there because I, I try to get do it slightly longer these days, but I've blown it now. Well, should we go out of the park and walk up? Yeah, I mean that might extend it a bit. Yeah. So yeah, JFK, an absolutely sort of brilliant. Uh, you know, I think my whole life I'll always be. You know, any time a book comes out. Yeah absolutely devouring it and i'm really looking forward to reading that paul landis book yeah it's a good read it looks really good and i really like as well the fact that it's not like a doorstop no it's not it's actually quite a small book i mean i read it on my kindle because i pre-ordered it for dan the actual physical book but it just didn't come on amazon i think what must have happened is it just sold out in america immediately and they must have had to have done a reprint i reckon um so eventually I cancelled my Amazon order because I found it at Blackwell's Books. They had a physical copy. Yeah. So I ordered it for you and you've got that now. Yeah. But it isn't a thick book. So it's, you know, very readable in a weekend. Yeah. Neil, the shared interest which I would be, well, I know that we're most famous for, is the one that I suspect neither of us would have ever predicted. <laughs> Because, you know, when we first got together, it wasn't an interest of yours. No. And then, you know, when we had our daughter, Brian, it became an interest of yours. Yeah. And still, there would have been absolutely no expectation no. or thought that it would ever become no. a shared interest of no. mine. And it only became a shared interest of mine because of the car accident that I had. Yeah, so we're talking about knitting and... I learned to knit when I was nine or ten, I suppose. So I'd, I always had the knowledge that I could knit, but it never re I never really did it until Bryony was about three, and I just suddenly had an urge to make her a little bear. Yeah. And I went to Boys in town. Boys is like a quite low-end department store, let's yeah. say, and picked up some red merino wool and I, I found a, I, I bought a pattern book. Wow, what is that? That's a heron. We just saw a heron flying down the river, that's amazing. Flying really low really along the river. Really low along it, the river. Pro proper Jurassic Park. 
So yeah, so I got this pattern book and I made her this bear. And she's still got it to this day. He's called Climby Bear. Because he likes climbing. <laughs> because she decided he liked to climb. Um, this is when she was three. Uh, and I've still got her and it's, it's terribly put together. And it's got character, let's say. Um, but Climby Bear spends a lot of time with Briny. Yeah, Climby Bear still does spend a lot of time with Briny. So you, you, you nailed it. Yeah, so from that bear, I then decided I wanted to create my own bear. So that I then went on to design the bakery bears, Mr. Bakery Bear and Mrs. Bakery Bear. And it just went from there really. And then I quite fancied having a go at socks. And so I was, I was just knitting. Um, what year would it have been when you had that car accident? 2012. Right. Yeah, I think it was 2012. Right, so. Dan had gone away for the weekend with his brothers and to see your dad as well, wasn't he? Is yeah, that right? I mean, He'd driven yeah. over to Whitby, I can't remember yeah. the exact... Anyway, there was a knock on the door that night about sort of half past eight, nine o'clock, something like that. And I was like, I was on the, in the house on my own with Bryony. I was like, what on earth? So I went downstairs I think she was in bed. with trepidation. She was asleep, yeah. yeah. I went downstairs and you shouted through the door, it's me, and I'm like, what? So I opened the door and you were there with your brother. And I was like, what's going on? And you said, oh, I've, I've had a car accident. I'm like, oh no, because you hadn't texted me or anything. You didn't want to worry me. No, I actually had texted you, but I hadn't said anything about a car accident. No, that's what I mean. You hadn't yeah. told me about the accident. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. The car was a write-off and basically what happened is this motorbike went over the bonnet of Dan's car. Anyway, the, the, quite rightly. The crux to, <laughs> to it was I had a, a bad, you know, it, it, it was a bad accident and, and it was, I, I yeah. couldn't relax afterwards. No, it, it was a really bad nightmare. mental experience for you as well as physical. Yeah, so you tried, did injure tried, your shoulder. I, I, PTSD and, and all of that awful, stuff. It was awful, yeah. And I, I was really struggling to sort of get over it and I had therapy with Victoria Wood, which was very weird. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a, through the National Health Service. Then got referred to Stephen Fry, and, <laughs> and, and that didn't work. No, no, no that's no, not true. No, it's not true. Uh, Victoria Wood is true. Kay's like saying, no, oh, you know, you should try knitting. And I'm like, no, no, that's fine. <laughs> I'm not doing that. No. that. That's weird. Yeah. And then it just got so like, I just couldn't relax that no. I just thought, do you know what? I might as well give it a might go. Might as well give it a go. So I gave it a go and, and it completely worked. I and just it, cast on a hat. And I, well, I, I and could I, just totally relax. Yeah, and I did the ribbon and then I just showed you how to do a knit stitch and gave it to you. Yeah. And you were away and it and just went from there really. It really did. I mean, the key to the development of the sort of shared interest in this was the fact that I'd always sort of sat next to Kay listening to her knit. And I know that might sound silly because knitting doesn't, exactly make a noise but it does and it's a really relaxing noise you know if, if you're completely quiet yeah. when you're knitting you can yeah. hear the yarn you can moving. hear the yarn you can hear the needles and it's the needles and the yarn and all of that and it's like that i just found it so relaxing listening and so i think there was a hook for me immediately yeah and so when i gave it a go myself then it was the concentration What was interesting there was just listening to you sort of talk about that and listening to you talk about Climbing Bear, 
the really interesting thing is, had you not Nick Clyde there, we might not be doing what we're no, doing. No, no, absolutely not. That's I insane. I don't, I don't think for a minute we would. Because, you know, from Kane is in Bear to me starting to knit, to then the year after that, me having to have an operation on my neck. Yeah. You'd said before that operation, oh, we should do a podcast. Yeah. Because you had been watching podcasts and you thought it would be fun for us to do together. It was after the operation. Yeah, but it was before the operation, you'd been saying we should oh, do it. Oh, right, okay. Because I was sat in recovery yeah. and I thought, do you know what? This is stupid. Kay wants to do a podcast. Let's do one. Yeah. It'll, you know, it'll be a bit of fun. A we can do fun. it together. It was just meant to be a bit of fun, something to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I remember being, I remember two, I mean, we've spoken about this recently. There was, there was a lot of things which I was sort of sat there thinking about when I was in, in that recovery. The first one was, we're totally going to do a podcast. But yeah. then the second one was, I'm turning the, the, the ringer off on my electronic devices yeah. from today and I've never opened it on again yeah. because I'm not going to be disturbed. I wanted my focus when I was with you. Yeah, and yeah. When you're with family, yeah. I don't want to be disturbed by electronic no, devices. You do that to this day. You never have your ringer on unless I'm not with you. Yeah. And then you turn it on in yeah. case I need you. Yeah. Because I just don't want to be, I don't want to have my life governed by no. electronic devices. We never did historically. We never we, did historically. We always no. managed to. If you're out of the house and your phone rings at home, you know, you're out of the house and you can't answer the phone. But now you've got to be glued to it and you've got to be available every second, you know. It is funny and actually, Kay, walking up this street and talking like this about that, because one of the things that we've been noticing is the popularity of these ring doorbells haven't we which uh, yeah yeah uh, what are they called ring oh so it's these doorbells where you you ring it and it rings on your mobile so if you're not at home you can talk to the person who's ringing your doorbell and now, i'm like what is that all about um I, I don't know what to say really about that i mean obviously you know you, you absolutely do whatever suits you best in your well, life yeah but yeah it, it, it's another example of it's exactly like what you just referred to. If someone phoned you when we were growing up, right the way through to us being adults, yeah. someone phoned you at home and you were out, you were out. You were out. You took a message and you rang them back. Someone yeah. you know, said, oh, so-and-so's wrong. All right, I'll and, ring them back. And the same applies to if someone knocks on your door. Yeah. If someone knocks on your door, what are you going to do? You can't, yeah, I know, it's, it's just crazy. Yeah, and what it does is, it puts us as human beings, and you talk about this all the time, and you're quite right, there's never a moment no. when we can relax. No. If there's one thing, I mean, I learned to drum when I was very young, and I love drumming, you know, it's an absolute passion of mine, but the greatest skill anyone's ever taught me is you teaching me to knit. Yeah. And I'm, I'm literally appreci I'm appreciative of, of it daily. Because it just gives me, it just gives me so much joy, and, and peace, and enjoyment, yeah, and yeah. so, you know, thank goodness that all the things that happened did happen that led me to the point where I did start knitting. And it's funny that because that that's like saying I'm glad I had the car accident, and I'm sort of not. But had that not happened, I wouldn't be knitting. Yeah. That brings us on to the whole reason why we're doing this show. Because it was about, I think it was 2018. 2018, I had to have 
a toothache. Oh, you did? Yeah, that's right. And it was really bad, and it hurt lots. Yeah. So I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to go sit on the sofa. And it was around about the time of the Super Bowl. Yeah. And you were like, oh, well, I'll, I'll watch the Super Bowl with you. Yeah. So we watched the Super Bowl together, and you were you were, you were sort of you know sort of yeah interested. because my brother liked American football when I was a teenager, and I remember having a New York Jets sweatshirt because yeah. I liked the colour. Yeah. So and that, so I knew some names of yeah, players yeah. that yeah. were around at the time. Yeah. You know, from like the eighties. Yeah. Um, so it started there, really, didn't it? Well, so we, we sat and watched the Super Bowl, and came was sort of into it, and I was like. Crumbs, if you like this, I reckon you'll really like this. Yeah. And I put on, it was all or nothing Philadelphia Eagles. And we watched it and you were like, you were hooked. You, was, you, you were really, really enjoying watching it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, if you enjoyed this, <laughs> wait till you watch this. And I put on all or nothing Arizona Cardinals. And that's what did it. And that's what that's really what hooked you in. It was Bruce Arians and yeah. it was Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. And Carson Palmer. And Carson Palmer. And Dwight and Freeney. Yeah, yeah. I just... Calais Campbell. Calais, oh, God, I still love Calais yeah. now. He plays for, is it the Vikings? No. Falcons. Falcons now. Braves. Yeah, I just loved them. I just absolutely loved these characters. So I'm like, I, I can't believe this. Because this, I got into American football and I've always been into American football. It's, it waxed and waned slightly. Yeah. But then when we got together, I really started to, you know, follow it a little bit more and a little bit more every year. Yeah. And suddenly Kay being interested it allowed me because I've never I said this to you just the other day my whole life I've never had a friend <laughs> I've never had a friend who was interested in American football yeah. who I could you know talk to it about and, and get excited about things yeah. and, and then suddenly Kay's here and she's like but the other great thing about you is because of the way your sort of mind works you actually wanted to understand the I rules did. a bit I did so I would find myself at tea time. I'd be asking questions like all the time. Yeah, yeah. She's like, Why do they do this? What does that mean? Why are they doing that? What's what's that? And and I, I just remember so vividly the day you asked me what's a pocket. Oh yeah. And I remember drawing <laughs> you out. You drew a picture to yeah, show I did, me. I did, did. And it showed her what the offensive line does to create a pocket. Yeah, and I love learning. Yeah. So I I just was lapping it up, you know, I was absolutely loving it. So it, it put us in an interesting position because Kay had developed an interest for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. But it was a few years earlier. So the That's team was- That's right, the team was very different, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, And then I was in the process of falling out of love with the Cleveland Browns, who I'd always supported yeah. because I just couldn't agree with some of the decisions that they were making. No. And so we found ourselves in a position where we were like, we need to look for a team. It was around this time that Dan Campbell was getting the job yeah. with the Detroit Lions. So that's like three years ago, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we sort of turned our gaze onto the Lions. I remember you saying to me, and I went, the Lions? Yes, yeah, well, even Are I was kidding? like, even I was like, what? I was like, that's a lost cause, yeah, isn't it? I know. We're like, this is insane. And then, you know, so we were sort of, we're, we're following the Lions a bit and yeah. sort of interested. And then they did Hard Knocks. They did. And we watched that Hard Knocks and literally from episode one, we were just, that was it, yeah. I mean, that, that opening speech that Dan Campbell does in the Amazing, Hard it's like, oh, amazing. It's electrifying. It really is. And so we'd found our team. 
Yeah. We didn't realise how much we'd fall for that team. No. I don't think you ever can when you start out. I feel more for the Lions than I ever did for the Browns. Yeah, yeah. Because I felt like I had to support the Browns. Yeah. Because I chose them because I live near Cleveland. In England, yeah. not, not America. No. Because I think that's what's drummed into all mm. supporters. You have to support your hometown yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. To have that opportunity to look across the whole sort of gamut yeah. of, and to go, yes, that's the team we're going to support. But then to to see the journey that they've gone on now. Oh my goodness. It is. Oh my goodness, it's just amazing. It's amazing. And would you believe it, folks? We walked down <laughs> the street and the, the, the- I wonder if he'll be in the van. Well, it could be him or it could be someone else. Could to be. Do with I reckon he's doing it close. Oh, could be. Is he in there? <laughs> it's Leon. It's our window man who put our windows in. Yes, he did all our windows. Yeah. I don't know what was strange was. We were just talking about Leon before we left the house. Were we? We were. That is so funny because we were talking about, you know, Leon telling us about. Oh, yeah, that's right, him. that's right. So interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I've supported American football for 35 years and I've never been on the journey that we've been on yeah. this season. But more importantly, the last month. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, and we're standing now, well, we're walking, but you know what I mean? We are currently in the position where they're one game away from the Super Bowl. Which and it's just insane. It's absolutely insane. You and, know, what, it really, really is. It feels otherworldly. What's when you consider where they were just three years ago. Yeah, I know, nowhere. You know, I think they won three games yeah, yeah, that's right, that yeah. first season that Dan Campbell was yeah, yeah. head coach. Yeah. It's crazy. It's completely insane. And I think what is so... I think what, what draws us to the team so much is the way that they sort of approach yeah. going about everything that they do. It's their attitude. It's their attitude yeah. towards their, play, you know, their teammates and the game itself and, and life, and therefore life, you yeah, know? Yeah, it just, it, it's reflective. I, I find it reflective of the way that we sort of approach life. Yeah. And you just feel like that they deserve to win. Oh, they really do, they really do. It would just and be- And there's, there's so many characters, you yeah. know, amazing characters. Yeah. And so many amazing, amazing players yeah. who are so talented and, yeah. You know, I don't think they absolutely would not be in this position were it not for Dan Campbell. He's the one that's done it all. Yeah, and and him and Brad Holmes. And Brad Holmes. That's yeah, the other and thing that's been so wonderful to see. You know, throughout my life, I've seen general managers, and I've never seen a general manager behave in the way Brad no, Holmes does. No, he looks like a linebacker. Yeah, he does. He you does. Know, he behaves like he's part of the team. He is part of the team. And Dan Campbell was a was he a tight end? He was a tight end. Tight end. Yeah. Yeah. So you know and. We, we could go, we, you know, we're not going to go on and on and on about American football because we know not everybody is interested, is interested no. you know, and that's fine. But what is so fascinating, I think, for us is that throughout our, our relationship, there's constantly been new shared interests. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I, I have a theory, I mean, if you have a theory first, then you should say so. I don't put any thoughts in your mind. No, Do you have a theory? I, I, why? I know I, I don't have a theory. You can tell me. I have a feeling. Perhaps the development of the shared interest that we've had is 
a desire to want to sort of spend time with each other. Yeah, get excited together. You know, just yesterday, right, we both got a new phone case. Yes. And it's, it's Detroit Lions phone cases. Yes. And, like, we put them on and we're like, oh, my God, look at, you yes. know. We were, <laughs> we're so sad. We're so sad. But we don't care. And then Bryony came home from school and I'm like, Bryony, look. We've got a new phone case and it's Lions and Dad's got one too. And she's like, you she said, oh, you're, t- you're so nerds, you two. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's really funny. I think that the development of a shared interest, whatever it may be, whether it be the sort of the fascination of Egypt and JFK, yeah. the sort of relaxation and enjoyment of knitting, yeah. the, the uplifting, in a way, it, it, it's a semi... It's really uplifting, you know, seeing... It's, it's sort of a spiritual journey with, with, with the Dan Cowell thing because it makes you feel sort of good about life. Yeah, it really does, And it sort know. of uplifts your soul. I know on the mornings that... Because quite often they'll play at, like, 1am, our time. Yeah, yeah. So we can't watch it. And no. then I'll get up at, like, half past five yeah. and I'll, like, be scared to death to look at my phone yeah. for the score. And yeah. then, because they've been winning so much recently, it's like, yeah. oh, they've won, they've won. Yeah. So I'm texting Dan and he's yeah. not awake yet. I'm like, yeah. The other thing that would be... It's just been really, really fun, you know. The other thing as well that would... It's just a totally unexpected joy is their commentator, their team commentator... Oh, my goodness. ...is a guy called Dan Miller. Oh, my goodness, this man. He's just the best. And to see him... They they put out videos of him doing the calls of the game, so any time the Lions... If you're interested, just look on YouTube YouTube, and search Dan Miller, Lions, Yeah. yeah, and you'll see... He he's just you know. Oh my goodness! The enthusiasm and the joy from this man is just—it's spectacular. Yeah. And again, it just makes you feel. What what it's about is a shared interest. It, it makes you feel like you're. It goes back to caveman times where yeah, we were yeah. part of a tribe. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And you know, wearing the shirt. Yeah. And and the phone thing and yeah. it's linking us back to prehistoric times. Yeah. So it yeah. doesn't have to be American football. It could be anything. Crumbs knitting, yeah. you know, any shared interest that you have, it makes you feel part of a group. It does. And you know, the great thing about knitting and also being a Lions fan, and also so many things is you're part of a group which encompasses people from all over the world. That's right. So it connects you to all these people. Yeah. You might not know them, no. but you have a shared interest. Yeah. And it's just a lovely, lovely thing, and it's something. Oh, is that? Is it Andre? I think it was. Oh, it was Andre. Oh, of course, we've spoken about Andre. Oh, look at that little manoeuvre yeah, you made there. That's very nifty. That's in, and that's electric. It is electric, on the back. yeah. Crumbs, I don't think he had an electric before. I don't think he did too. No. We spoke about Andre, I think, in the last show. He was the He's guy. He's our DPD man. The guy who stopped at Christmas and reversed. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Was we love him. Which is really funny. But uh, what, was, what was the funniest with the whole Lions thing was... They played just on Sunday. Yeah. And you fell asleep. I did, because it was a late game, you know, so and, yeah, and, I fell asleep. And you woke up at about half past midnight or something. Half past midnight, and you, you asked me what the I score did, was. I did. I said, what, what was the score? Oh, you actually said, can we check the score? Oh, yeah, yeah, can we check the score? And, and I you, just went, they, they won. won. <laughs> and so, like, half, mid, half past midnight, I was like, oh. and Dan's like, oh, she's never going to get back yeah. to sleep. <laughs> it was really funny. You were, like, so wired. I know. And, 
part of me was like... I was just laying there thinking, oh my gosh, they've won. They've won. That's, that's what she kept saying. It was and really that was funny. the one before the last one, wasn't yeah. it? So you know, obviously they, they just won again yeah. last Sunday and then they're now playing this Sunday yeah. in the like... In the I one. call it the semi-finals because then, well, I, then I understand it what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I mean... And even if they lose, you know, we won't be sad because... They, they've achieved more than absolutely. we expected them to. And they're playing the 49ers, and we love the 49ers. We do. We, we really, so, really love the 49ers. yeah, it's a win-win, really. It is. I mean, you know, if there's another guy that you can really respect in the way he goes about his business, it's Brock Purdy. Yeah, we love Brock but Purdy. similarly, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, he's an amazing player, yeah. But then so, you... no matter what happens, you know, yeah, it'll be good. But definitely your new... Larry Fitzgerald is Armin Ross and Brown. Oh, I love that man. I mean, really, he's got the name of a sun god. That's all you need to say, well, isn't it? It links the whole show. It does. Our first interest was Egypt. And our current interest... Yeah. But I think what is so interesting about all the interests that we've spoken about, all the shared interests, have never gone away. No. They're all still there. Yeah. And that, as well, I think is a really... It's a really special thing. I think when you have a shared interest, I think it embeds it in you a lot more because you, you're enjoying it with someone else. Yes. Yeah, when you have an interest definitely. on your own, you might wax and wane slightly and you might lose interest. But if the other person continues to be interested, it's going to keep you hooked. Yeah. And that was the reason. It was you getting interested in American football that really sort of allowed me yeah. To, to, to just delve back into it the way I used to. Mm. And it's made me feel mm. young again. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. I owe you so much. I'll take the money. Thank You'll you. take it all. <laughs> Thanks. That's the end of another radio We're show. Back home. A hundredth show. It's in the books. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed that so much. We had and a lovely walk. If you are a football fan, then cheer for us on Sunday. And just think of me because whilst the Lions are winning, I have decided that for them to keep winning, I have to keep wearing my Lion shirts every day. So it's rotating through three or four different shirts. I've got, I got three shirts and I'm rotating through them. And since it was since their first playoff win, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, and now we feel like it'll jinx it if yeah, it stops doing it. So. I can't not do it. And I've also got a Lion Otherwise shirt on lose. today. Cause I actually got... had a dream a couple of weeks ago. I dreamt the score of the first game. Yes, he did. And it was the exact score, and it and was it one was, point. It was the score. I yeah. can't believe that. And I dreamt that they went on to win the Super Bowl. So we shall see. We shall see. Oh, my word. Folks, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. See you soon. Bye. Bye. The Bakery Bears radio show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Baker Bear community, access more of what we do, and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash.